Welcome to the Top 5, where each week I break down my top 5 takeaways from the NASCAR race. This week, Homestead Miami Speedway. Hello and welcome to the Top 5. I'm your host, Connor. Thanks so much for tuning in. Each week, I take about 15 to 20 minutes and share with you my top five thoughts from the NASCAR race. And this week uh, was Homestead Miami Speedway. But before I get into that, I would like to promote the social media where you can share your thoughts. I appreciate you taking time to listen to my top five takeaways, but I want to hear what yours are or what you think of mine. Or any thoughts that you have about NASCAR. We can have a fun conversation. So, go to Facebook and search The Top 5, the word 5, not the number. Uh, and you can like that page and all of the episodes are posted there. You can share your thoughts. And I post about events happening in NASCAR throughout the week. Also, you could go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the top five. It's free to be a Patreon member on the top five. You can hear the episodes there. You can share your thoughts there. So let's get into this week's top five. Number one. So I've always wondered what Homestead would be like if it wasn't a championship race. Uh, Turns out it's boring. Uh, William Byron was on the pole seemed uh early on playoff drivers or non-playoff drivers just wanted to stay out of the way of playoff drivers nobody wants to be the reason for a playoff driver not advancing uh early into stage one Nemechek brought out a caution with a single car spin and then Larson uh who is a non-playoff driver took the lead and just ran away I mean he was I think three seconds up on everyone else, pretty much the whole race. Uh, He won stage one and then dominated stage two, which was largely uneventful uh, until about five to go in stage two. Chase Briscoe, uh, he something broke, I guess. He, He smacked the wall. He wasn't far from it. He was running up against the wall and then hit the wall really hard. Broke something, uh, so that was a bummer for him. He's pretty much in a must-win position. Not pretty much. He is in a must-win position going into the next race. Uh, and then Larson won stage two as um, as he had stage one. So let's get into my next point, which is stage three in the final of the race. Number two. So there finally was some competition in stage three uh, on Larson. Uh, It did see some green flag pit stops. I think it was about 60 to go. William Byron left the box before his uh, left rear tire was completely on. He was able to get back in the box. I don't expect penalties. Um, But that really, he lost a ton of spots and put himself in a really crummy position going into Martinsville as well. Uh, so five laps after that, Ryan Blaney had a single car spin and brought out the caution. So that's three out of the eight playoff drivers having pretty major 
issues. Uh, when that caution came out, I believe 23 to go uh, was another caution for Tyler Reddick. And Truex was in the lead on that. And everyone pitted. And Truex got a shove from behind from Larson that spun him. Now, he did spin right into his pit box. Thankfully, no one was hurt. Uh, the crew was able to to jump out of the way. And because he was in his pit box, albeit facing the wrong way, he was able to complete his stop. He just had to let every other car get off pit road before he could spin around. And so he went from the lead to uh, the end of the lead lap cars. Truex says it wasn't his fault, which makes sense. I'm not sure if anything ever in the history of the world was Truex's fault, so uh, congrats to him on that. However, it was clearly his fault. He was in the faster, there's two lanes that you can be in, the the fast lane and the slowdown lane, and he was in the fast lane and slowed down. Cars are, are bumper to bumper in that lane. You can't, you cannot not be at pit road speed in that lane and expect not to be hit. I don't think Larson did anything wrong, and I think Truex needs to man up and admit it. But he won't. He never will. That's Truex. Uh, after that, the the re, on the restart, Larson just took off. There was a lot of a lot of fun watching in the last handful, twenty laps or so. Uh, Denny Hamlin and uh, Ross Chastain were battling for position. I kept thinking that Hamlin would do something, maybe go into a corner hard and, and uh, spin out the one car. He didn't, but Hamlin, all this talk about getting payback, you're on the track next to the guy and nothing, which is fine. I mean, I'm not going to knock Denny Hamlin for racing clean. Good on him, but just don't say it. Don't, don't, Go into the media and act like you're going to get payback and then just never do anything when you have the chance. Um, but Larson just gone, just like a bat out of hell. No one could catch him. This is the second week in a row that I've called it. I called it that uh, Lagana would win at Vegas. I called it that Larson would win at, uh, at Homestead. And... I see people are listening to this. Where's my 10%? I say it every week. Chip me off 10%. Bet the house. Uh, in all seriousness, though, there's just nobody that can run the wall the way that Larson does. He is such a pro at it. I, I swear, I was watching his in-car camera, and he couldn't have been more than an inch, maybe less, off the wall. How he can do that and maintain speed and do it the entire race is absolutely mind-numbing. I was at MIS once when Larson won, and I was just at the exit of turn four. And, I mean, you, you, could, you couldn't tell me that there was a gap between his car and the wall. That's how close he is to the wall. I've heard drivers say when you get that close, it causes like a vortex that kind of pushes you off the wall. I don't know if that's true or if Larson is just really, 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 really good. Um, but congrats to him. 
a non-playoff driver winning again. We will cover the standings in a minute, but I have a take that I want to share with you about Homestead Speedway for my next point. Number three. So if you've listened to this podcast, I have uh, time after time given NASCAR a lot of credit for the way that they do their schedule, particularly with the playoffs and particularly with the cutoff races. I think Martinsville is an awesome cutoff race. I think the regular season finale being um, Daytona is an awesome cutoff race. Uh, There is one minor issue I take, and that's with Homestead Miami. It needs to be out of the playoffs. It's, It's a very, very boring racetrack. I read that TV viewership was down uh, by 2 million people, which I guess 4 million watched it last year and 2 million watched it this year. You could see the, the stands were maybe half full, maybe three quarters. It's just not a good, exciting track. I think that it should be moved to the spring when the tracks in the north can't host races and i think it should switch with atlanta this year atlanta had a march uh race and a um a september race i'm sorry it was labor day weekend uh i think they should keep labor day weekend and move the march race to um to this weekend i think with three races to go in the in the season in the playoffs which is one of the most exciting time periods for the playoffs i don't think that homestead should be what what the sport's featuring i think atlanta is way more exciting provides way better racing uh and i i think it would be a a smart switch i think march in atlanta is still a little bit chilly and it's common to have a rain in the spring I think March in Florida is fantastic. Great time to host a race in Florida. That's what they did when they first moved Miami out of the uh, out of the championship race. And really, the reason why Miami was so exciting as a race was because it was the championship race. Early in the season, us race fans are all hyped up to have NASCAR back. Uh, and I think that we'll support a Miami race much better than where it's currently situated. That's just my opinion. I'm right. But if you disagree, jump on Facebook, search the top five. Let me know why I'm wrong. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Let's take a look at the NASCAR standings going into Martinsville. Number four. So Joey Logano is still in first place and the only driver guaranteed to be in the championship four. Uh, Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott, and William Byron are the other four drivers in the championship four right now. Uh, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, and Chase Briscoe are the four drivers on the outside looking in. And... Uh, Denny Hamlin is 24 points back. It's highly, highly unlikely 
that Denny Hamlin can make up 24 points. It's possible, though. It's not out of the realm of possibility, especially if Chastain, Elliott, or Byron have a major issue and are out, especially early in the race. It's very possible. Ryan Blaney is 37 points back. It is a very long stretch to say that he'll make it on points, but it is also still technically possible. Christopher Bell and Chase Briscoe are 52 and 63 points back, respectively. Neither one of them can make it up on points. They are in 100% must-win. And to be honest, barring a major, major setback to Chastain, Elliott, or Byron, Hamlin, Blaney, Bell, and Briscoe are in a must-win situation to make the championship for. Now, we've seen Christopher Bell. He won at uh, Darlington to lock himself into the next round when he was in a must-win situation. It is possible. And, you know, this the sport's crazy. So who, who knows what could happen? But I'm going to take a I'm going to take a guess that's not going to happen. Uh, it will be exciting to watch. Speaking of watching, I'm talking about uh, Martinsville. And as my last point, I always look ahead to the next race. So let's do that right now. Number five. All race at Martinsville is always a barn burner. There's so much at stake, so much on the line. And it is a beating and bumping 500 laps around that paperclip. Guys get mad. There's chances for payback that have been waiting for some, sometimes a few weeks. There's guys that just get mad at things that happen during the race. I I don't know how Ross Chastain is going to make it out of this one alive, but hopefully he does. It, it will be fun to watch. This is must-watch TV. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to have to live in the bubble because I have an event prior, so I'm recording it, and I'll be playing catch-up. But there's not a lap of that race that I'm going to miss. Also, Martinsville has the coolest trophy in uh, in any track. The, the grandfather clock that you get as your Martinsville trophy is cool as hell. Uh, I've been predicting the winner, and I'm, I've been right uh, the last two weeks. And I don't see why that's a trend that should stop. I'm predicting that Dennis Hamlin is going to pull out a much-needed victory to advance him to the championship four. And as I always say, bet your house, bet everything you have that I'm right. And if you win, chip me off 10%. If you lose, that's really on you. You shouldn't have bet that much anyway. Don't, don't put that on me. And as I've been doing all of the playoffs, and I guess I'll be doing for the last time, I'm going to predict the next four out. Uh, and if your last name starts with a B, I got some bad news for you. Because I predict Byron, Blaney, Bell, and Briscoe are all out. Making a championship for of Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott, and Dennis Hamlin. That will be one exciting championship race to watch in Phoenix I am on pins and needles. I'm already giddy about it, and it's two weeks out. Now, it helps that my driver is already locked in to the championship four, but it will be an absolute ball to watch. 
But before we get there, I can't wait to watch Martinsville. I can't wait to get back on here and share with you my thoughts. Uh, before I go, I want to remind you one more time to please go to Facebook and search the top five, the word five, not the number. Hit that like button, share your thoughts, or go to patreon.com forward slash the top five. And you can do the same there. I really appreciate you spending about 15 or 20 minutes with me each week so we can discuss my favorite sport. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the top five, and I'm Connor.